In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear friends in Christ, whew, it's been a hard year, hasn't it? Overwhelming, but it's almost over, isn't it? I mean, if I've heard it once, I've heard it 10,000 times. 2020 has been a strange year. I just saw an article in the news from the Washington Post that listed the year 2020 as the sixth worst, sixth worst, whew, sixth worst year of human history. So bad you can't even say it. I think it's a bit of an overstatement, but think about what we've had. We've had an impeachment. We've had elections. We've had pandemic, murder hornets, and more. Think of the people that have died. Alex Trebek, Eddie Van Halen, Kobe Bryant, and countless koalas burned in fire in Australia. There's been riots, uncertainty. Congress hasn't been able to get anything done. 2020 really has been one year to remember. But guess what? There's just one more day, and then 2020 will be over. One more day, and 2021 will begin. We'll turn the page. We'll move on. In less than 48 hours, everything will be all fine and okay again. Right? Your friends of Christ, you know... That's not the truth. And not to overstate it or to sound too bleak, but the truth is we really stand on the edge of an abyss, looking down into dark depths and more difficult days ahead. It wasn't just because your calendar said 2020 that the year was hard. The calendar year, in fact, was not the root of all our difficulties, struggles, suffering, and pain. The calendar year did not cause the events that happened or the suffering that we had to endure. In fact, the calendar year, 2020, is just an arbitrary number made up by someone a thousand years ago. And all those terrible events that have happened, well, those have happened before in history. People have gotten sick. There have been epidemics and pandemics before. Animals have killed people before. There's been wars before, danger before. 2020 wasn't an anomaly. 2020 didn't cause these things. They've been happening throughout the years, and they'll keep on happening in the future as well. Why do they happen? 
What causes all of these terrible events that we've had to deal with? Our sin. More so than the numbers 2020, our sin have been the cause of all the terrible things that have happened. Just consider our modern society for a moment, a society in which we all live and participate. It's a society stained with sin, a society addicted to hundreds of different things, cell phones, drugs, alcohol, wealth, parties, sex, pornography, technology, sleeping in, love of self, love of possessions. I bet some of those things that I mentioned, you, are addicted to. And you use those things as an escape from the challenges of the world. A way to avoid the sorrows that are always following us. We don't think we deserve suffering. Instead, we think we deserve wealth a wealth that we do have, living in the richest country in the world. We think we deserve peace and prosperity, that we have a right to it, that no one can take it from us, that we should get it no matter what. And when things aren't perfect like we want, we avoid it. We turn to our addictions our lusts. It means we love the world more than we love God. We love ourselves more than we love God. We think God owes us. And when we don't get what we want, we become angry, we turn inward. In short, we sin. I'll say it again because it's true. All the sorrows of the year were because of our sin. Not a one-to-one -one correlation. It's not like you did one bad thing last year, so now God gives you the pandemic. But rather, sin has infected the whole world. It has taken away the goodness that God had created and replaced it with what we know. It's sin that has brought about the strange times of the year 2020. And just so you know, as we move into 2021, sin is still going strong. It's ever increasing, just as the population is. More sinners are born each moment. 
Lest sinners understand sin every moment. Lest sinners repent every moment. Repentance is going out of style while flaunting our sin is becoming ever more popular. We even identify ourselves by our sin in our world today with bumper stickers, with pronouns in our Facebook profile and Twitter page, with braggadocious claims to our friends. It is for us, as Isaiah wrote in our Old Testament lesson, we have become unwilling to hear the instruction of the Lord. We've turned aside from God's path and we've refused to hear the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah wrote those words for us, yes, but also for another people many years ago, shortly after the death of the king of Judah, Uzziah. You probably don't know much about Uzziah, but after Solomon, Uzziah reigned over the most wealthy, powerful kingdom of ancient Israel. Uzziah spent years fortifying cities, designing defensive weapons, raising up the power of the military, and procuring wealth for himself. Everything he did seemed to be going well. All of the people of Judah trusted in Uzziah instead of God. Uzziah even thought himself above God, throwing out God's word and placing himself into the office of priest to serve in the temple. And so it is at the height of his reign, at his wealthiest, most powerful moment, the Lord struck Uzziah with a disease, leprosy. And God told him it was as a direct result of his disobeying of God. Uzziah spent the last years of his reign as an invalid, his son carrying out his orders. And the kingdom of Judah began to grow weaker and smaller. It became dependent on neighboring states, states like Babylon, States that one day 
would come and steal what wealth remained and carry it off along with God's people. At the height of their power, the kingdom of Judah was humbled and began their long decline. God, knowing what is coming, sends Isaiah to preach our Old Testament lesson to the people of Judah. Repent, return to the Lord. God sends Isaiah to preach repentance at the height of the kingdom, to preach repentance just as disease struck Uzziah, to preach repentance before later kings like Ahaz led the kingdom in complete apostasy and disbelief of God. God sent Isaiah to preach repentance to his people and to beg them to trust in God again, even as their suffering was just beginning. But those pleas fell on deaf ears. The kingdom of Judah was destroyed. Friends in Christ, why is that the message that we hear on New Year's Eve? Why do we read Isaiah's words written 2,700 years ago, 8,000 miles away? What difference do they make to us here and now? Why bring up the depressing events of the last year? Why talk about even more depressing events of a former glorious kingdom falling into ruin? Why say, Pastor, we stand at the edge of an abyss looking forward to darkness and difficulty and struggle? Why talk about this? So that you and I might repent, dear Christians. Repent of our sin. Step aside from our addictions and love of this world. Step aside from the lies of Satan. Step back from the edge of the abyss and confess to God in heaven, I, a poor, miserable sinner, I need your mercy, dear Lord in heaven. We speak of all these things so that we might admit the truth that we love the things of this world more than the one who created it, who gave them to us who provides for us day in and day out. We hear these words on New Year's Eve that we might repent of our sins before God before he strikes us down as he did Uzziah. Repent of your sin, dear Christian. Stay awake and look to God, our Lord Jesus Christ, for mercy. 
God is the giver of mercy. He always wants to have mercy, to forgive, to show compassion. Think of the city of Nineveh, soon to be wiped out by our Lord. But Jonah goes and preaches, and the entire city repents, and God relents of his anger. Dear Christian, God relents of his anger against you and your sin as well by the work of the cross. It's on the cross that Jesus has earned mercy for you. It's his life, death, and resurrection, his suffering in your place that gives you hope. Your only hope of making it out of this world alive. He's taken on the illness of our sin. It is, as Isaiah writes, by his wounds that we are healed. Isaiah would have you look not to yourself, not to the events of the past, not to the future, but to Jesus. He writes with his own words, Jesus has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. By his wounds we are healed. Look to Jesus, Isaiah says, who has overcome the sin of the world, who has overcome your sin and had mercy on you. In fact, Isaiah preaches that same message one verse after our Old Testament lesson stops. The next verse that you don't have printed in your bulletin says this, Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself on the cross to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. So, as we begin a new year, we do it repenting of our sins and trusting in the mercy of Christ. We know the next year we will continue to wait for Jesus to return. To wait for Jesus to rescue us permanently from this veil of sorrows and tears and suffering. We wait for Christ to take us home. Whether through natural death or through his second coming. And he is coming soon, ever more soon. He will be our rescue, our hope, our salvation. The change in the numbers on your calendar will not save you. 
a cure or vaccine for the current illness will not save you. The elimination of murder hornets will not save you. A new political cabinet will not save you. Saving the koalas and the forests from fire will not save you. But Jesus will. Jesus will. He's our hope. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord Jesus has worked salvation and the Lord has made that salvation known. God has mercy on you. No matter what challenges come down the pike, no matter what difficulties arise, no matter what suffering tomorrow brings, Jesus will bring us through. We will hope in the Lord. And that hope will not be put to shame. It's almost 2021. This last long year is at its end. And no matter what, Christ is faithful. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.